Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we're live with our newest episode. The question, how can I manage my money well? You know, I remember getting my first job in high school, working construction in the summer. It was a great job, hard work, paid really well. It was always a great feeling to get paid after a week's hard work. But you know what's sad? I have no clue where that money went. I worked at both Lowe's and Home Depot while in college. Again, no clue where that money went. There's a scripture, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, that says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. This question is awesome because it's basically asking, how can I take the wisdom of this proverb and apply it to my life? Literally, how can I honor the Lord with my wealth, with my money? I wasn't asking this question at 16, 18, or even 22. I just wasn't. And if I wasn't asking the question, then I for sure was not honoring God with money. So I'm excited for us to explore this now because it's an opportunity to really consider wisdom when it comes to finances. And I'm excited to be joined now by Larry Walker, equipping pastor of generosity and young adults at First Baptist Church. Larry has had a big influence on helping many people, including myself, think through how they can honor the Lord with finances. And so let's listen in now as he talks about how we can manage our money well. Hey, Justin, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on here today. Um, you know, this is a tough time for a lot of people when it comes to finances and what's going on with the COVID-19 crisis and, and people having to stay at home and, and a lot of people losing their jobs and uh, just not sure exactly what's going to happen with the uncertainty that's out there. Uh, and so, you know, when we talk about finances, uh, I think a lot of this falls back on a lot of what we've talked about um, and what we've we've uh, espoused here at First Baptist Church over the years in terms of handling finances, that this is not a time that those things change. Uh, it's actually the, a time that those things, those principles really come into play and are really useful for people. And, and so I would like to just remind people at this point in time to just remember those things that we've talked about before uh, here at First Baptist Church that that. Uh, right now, having things like a, a three to six month emergency fund is crucial um, because if you uh, have lessened hours at work or you, you've lost a job or things like that, that the three to six month emergency fund right now is uh, the way we would really want to go in terms of, hey, how do we supplement um, our work? Because hopefully in the next three to six months, um, actually, hopefully sooner than that, things start turning around and jobs start opening back up and people start getting back to work and, and making those funds. Uh, because what we don't want to do is we don't want to go back and we don't want to go into debt at this time. We don't want to start taking out a bunch of loans. We don't want to start uh, uh, doing things like that. We know in scripture, it says that the borrower is slave to the lender. And, and in a case like this, you know, the government is putting out a lot of opportunities um, for for those types of things where uh, we'll give a loan out for this, we'll lighten lending restrictions, and, um, and, and we don't want to go into a place where we are heavily indebted in this time period where we come out on the other side and, and we are indebted to the government, we're indebted to a lender, a bank, or somebody like that, that uh, we are 
um, having to honor what they want um, as opposed to being able to um, use our own funds and um, and to uh, use the three to six months that we have so that we're not under uh, the umbrella of somebody else, um, but we can um, not be a slave to that lender, but we can be, as Scripture tells us, that we are to no longer be slaves to sin, but we're to be slaves to righteousness, and we are to honor God, and that He is the one that we are supposed to. We're supposed to be storing up treasures unto Him where moth and rust don't destroy, and not putting our treasures and our trust and our reliance somewhere else. And so uh, we hope that in this point in time that people are, are not having uh, to resort to the lending, but they're able to uh, to use that three to six months emergency fund that they have put away uh, to live. And, and and in this time, you know, I think it's it's really important that we we say, hey, you know, our living standards might actually have to change uh, a little bit in what we do. That we're not spending as much as we were before. I know for for our family, um, we have gotten to where we are eating at home a whole lot more than what we were beforehand. Things have changed, so we're in home. Um, so we're not going out as much, um, and, and we're cooking a lot more at home, um, in terms of the kids and what they're doing, they're just getting outside and playing. Um, and we send them outside. We say, all right, kids, you know, head on outside, go play some ball, go swing on the swings, go jump on the trampolines, go ride your bikes, uh, things like that. And it doesn't cost a dime and they are having a blast. I mean, they're running out in the pond, they're going fishing, they're, they're catching crawdads and they're playing in the mud and, um, they are just having a blast, and it doesn't cost us a dime to do that. Uh, and so, uh, and it, it's great family time, uh, great quality time with the family, uh, where we get to hang out and get to be together. And so, it's changed things in the budget. We, you know, you have to go back and reevaluate the budget. And again, the like the verse I talked about just a little bit ago. You know, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And and when we go back and we have to reevaluate our priorities, and we have to say what's important and what's not. Uh, at this point in time, what can we not? What can we do without? Um, and so we get the the money that we do have. We identify what that money is. And one of the sayings that we like is, is every dollar has a name. Um, that that we we put every dollar on paper on purpose. Uh, and so we list it out, and we know where we're going to spend our money. We know what we're going to spend our money on. We know where how we're going to spend our money. And and we we do that. So one of the things that we <laughs> You know, uh, one of the tricks that, that we like to tell folks, hey, don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Uh, so just thinking about like the grocery store, write your grocery list out. Uh, so you're not buying a lot of stuff that you don't need when you go to the grocery store and, and you're not spending a lot of extra money. Uh, and so try to, to knock those expenses down. Now is a time that we can really do that. You know, we have time to think about um, those kind of things. Another thing that we're doing, um, we're going through our house and we are cleaning a ton of stuff out. Uh, we are getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Uh, we are, uh, we've talked about having a garage sale. If we don't do that, we're going to donate it to Marva, um, get some tax deduction there, a uh, way to save money. We've got some things that we're just posting online and saying, hey, this stuff is for sale. Uh, things that we either don't need or old or things that we want to, we need to get rid of. Um, and that's a way to bring some extra money in. Uh, so finding a way to, to bring money in. So there's there's different things that, that you can do, and I just want to encourage folks that in this time don't go away from the principles of the Scripture, uh, but actually go to them, run to them, because they will protect us in this time. That's what God does through His Scriptures. It, it, it acts as an umbrella over us, a protection for us. Uh, jump into His Word. Uh, go in there and find those things that He talks about. You know, set aside that savings um, 
you know, the, like the, the ant that stores up. Uh, it talks about in Scripture, they go and they, 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 they store up for the winter, uh, and they, they put their food away, and that's what we want to do. We want to be like, um, we want to be the ones that, that store it away, and then that way when we need it in that, that winter time, um, which right now might be that winter time in terms of finances, uh, to use it. We don't want to be enslaved to a lender. Uh, we want to be slaves to righteousness, slaves to Christ, servants of him, and not indebted to somebody else. And go through and reevaluate our priorities. Go look at our budgets. Go look and see where we need to spend our money, how we need to spend it, see what we can cut, see if there's some things we can sell, um, and just be frugal and, and re- go back to the basics. Remember what our priorities are and and rely on Christ in those times and, and find out what he wants us to do, move in those directions. And I think if we do those things, uh, simple things, um, and just go back to Scripture, even, even um, rely on him even more, uh, that he will honor that uh, and, and we'll, we'll end up better off uh, for it, that God is with us despite, uh, despite the present circumstances. God is in control. Thanks for having me again today, Justin. God bless you, and hopefully we get to talk again soon. Thanks. Bye. I really appreciate Larry's wisdom on saying that the principles of how you handle money remain in place regardless of circumstances and situations. It's true. And he said putting wisdom toward your money can help you prepare for situations like the one we're facing now. A three- to six-month emergency fund is so incredibly wise. It may not feel like that when everything is going great, but when the rug gets pulled out from under us, it's there to protect us. Honestly, I missed a window of opportunity when I was younger. As I mentioned earlier, I was blessed with multiple opportunities of part-time work with little to no real-life expenses. No rent, no mortgage, no car payment, no insurance. The list goes on and on. And yet, I walked away with nothing to show for it. That's not wisdom. I didn't set a budget. I wasn't tithing. So what Larry says about every dollar has a name is so wise. Looking back, I missed an opportunity to not only establish a three to six month emergency fund, but I missed the opportunity to do a lot of other things as well. But you don't have to. Larry spoke about debt and referenced Proverbs 22, 7 that says the rich rule over the poor, but borrower is slave to the lender. Debt is no fun and can definitely limit your ability to even do ministry. When I was applying to go as a journeyman with the IMB, I remember seeing there was a limit of debt you could have before you received the green light to go. At the time, I had a student loan that I still owed on, but thankfully, I was under the limit, so I was able to go. But that got my attention. I remember just before Book and I got married, I had that student loan from college just sitting there, and my plan was to keep paying my $25 a month and call it good. The problem with that is, if you pay a minimum on a loan, you end up paying so much more money for it. It's insanity. Well, thankfully, my bride... She was much wiser than me and and really encouraged me to pay it off. And uh, the only problem was the amount of my loan remaining was the exact amount I had in my bank account. So remember how I told you I missed the opportunity with all those part-time jobs? Well, this is an example of that playing out. And you can learn from those mistakes. Uh, You can learn to start telling your money where to go, you know. Uh, But wisdom did get the best of me. I listened, and I ended up paying off the loan, uh, leaving me walking into marriage with zero dollars. But you know what's funny about that uh, is it was very freeing. I felt the burden of that loan lift, and it felt good. And Brooke was blessed because she didn't want the weight of that debt either. It's free. And, uh, and there's a balance to this, uh, to this discussion too. You know, as Larry referenced from uh, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, 
when Jesus concludes that statement by talking about for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, clearly we want to honor the Lord with our wealth, which I interpret wealth is is what God has given you right now. So don't think of that as like wealth is like super rich or it's like it's the money God's given you. And so we want to honor him with what we've been given. But we never want the wealth or that money to own us. We never want our treasure to be found in wealth alone, right? Or in wealth, period, right? Because uh, real quick, we can take principles that are that are good and right, and the enemy does his strategy really well of taking something good and right and twisting it just enough to help it become evil, evil in our life. And you know, it's good for us to make a budget, uh, save up for an emergency fund. Th- these are wise things to do, but let's always remember the big picture. And also heed the warning given in First Timothy chapter six, verse ten, which says. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. It's not that money is evil. Again, according to Scripture, we're to honor God with our money. But rather, it's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. How about you? But the idea of piercing myself with many griefs doesn't sound like fun. Sounds painful. And honestly, I'd, I'd rather avoid that. My encouragement would be to go to the Lord in prayer about your finances. Hold what he's given you with an open hand and pray about how he wants you to use that money. Set some goals, set a budget, and commit to tithe to the local church. And make sure you take that from the top because you'll never have room for it at the end of the budget if you wait. That's the wisdom from Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. That's your first fruits. The Holy Spirit will help you figure out the rest from there. I really believe that. And you can sign up for a financial peace class the next time it's offered. There are certainly some steps you can take. If you're interested in finding out more, please don't hesitate to reach out. We can give you some direction. Well, my direction is going to be pointing you back to Larry, and then he'll give you the direction. I trust him with it. Uh, Well, I want to thank you for joining in on today's episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, I want to encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already. We've got more episodes lined up, and I'm excited to get those out to you. By subscribing, you'll get notifications when a new episode hits. And I want to invite you to keep asking questions. Let's keep these discussions going. They are needed and healthy. Until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.